1: Sunny, actually it's raining, Cornwall. In a very big echoey room, and we're about to talk about holidaying with your kids, teens, tweens. Yeah. Should we, shouldn't we? When should they come? Until should they not come? Should they pay? What
0: well, it's like holiday holidaying uh post-COVID. Well yeah. not post-COVID, middle of COVID. And um also we touch on being a single parent, we t- touch on being a blended family. Yeah, absolutely. Um so we cover everything actually. We talk yeah. about First time boyfriends come away with one of our kids, and so. the pressures
1: on being a parent, as well as the pressures of being a teen. I mean, there mm. are different pressures of yeah. you know, holidays are pressurized situations, and we can talk about that.
0: And again, I suppose we touched on the fact that it's just a relationship. It's just a relationship. You're you're you being a parent and having children is just another kind of relationship. Whether it's yeah. friendship, whether it's you know, just like we think about our friendships and our marriages and our relationships with our mums and dads or our aunts and uncles. And it's just another relationship. And all relationships are about trying to understand each other and give a bit of leeway, as you say. Just get on
1: with
0: it. Come on. Oh, everybody we are in sunny except it's a little drizzly today Cornwall
1: and we're in an incredibly spacious room which is going to sound very echoey for our poor producer so we do apologize
0: yes but needs must when Such one's away is the way
1: of doing real life podcasts that yeah actually we, we're living our lives
0: and we wanted to be in situ as we discussed today's topic which was being away with the teens because well, of course we could have done it last week but then we wouldn't have been right in the midst
1: of our experience. Well, you couldn't get more immersive than this. So we're talking today about holidaying and whether it's what the pros, what the cons, what the drawbacks and what the joys and what the, you know, what the delights and the perils of going on holiday with your tweens and teens.
0: And we can, as usual, share in where we go wrong and give you a few tips that might work for yours that have worked for us. I mean, I think
1: on an, you know, as an initial starter, the thought of this is, is a curious one because... You know, more often than not, with children under a certain age, there's no choice involved. You go on a family holiday, you take your children with you, it's the deal. You've had kids. That's the deal. You you know, okay, as parents, you might go for a sort of crafty, little romantic weekend away, but by and large, if you have a family, you go on family holidays, but then it becomes quite sort of complicated, I think, certainly with us, with blended families too. Um, it gets quite complicated when you start to hit, Really, 11, 12, 13, where children start to want to, or have a sense of what it is they want from a holiday or what what it is they don't want from a holiday. Um, Or mostly, in fact the fear of leaving their friends. That's what
0: kicks in. It's not even, I think a lot of them would even forego a holiday completely rather than maybe miss out on the park meet-up on a Saturday or the party or the boyfriend just happening to pass the sweet shop that you like to hang outside the sweet shop and have a look at. You know, it's all those things are so... So FOMO FOMO, FOMO, FOMO FOMO is
1: huge. FOMO is huge. I mean, FOMO's always been huge. I mean, you know, it's always handy when we go back and look at our own holidays. I mean, I'm not really genuinely not wishing to get the old violin strings out now, but I never went on holiday with my mum, ever. Uh, I was always dropped off at my grandparents in the holiday period, and I sort of made do there <laughs> and would sort of play. It was by, by the seaside, so it wasn't unpleasant, but I wasn't playing with other kids FOMO wasn't even a choice. You know, I don't even remember thinking back to, oh, I'm not going to be with my friends. I remember having fun when I was with my friends, but it was just an accepted given that at the point that my mum was going to go abroad, she would drop me at my nan's and I would be there pretty much for Easter, for Christmas and for the summer holidays. So I have no first-hand experience of even going on holiday and being frustrated or bored. I was down at my nan's. That was it. You know I, mean? I
0: remember once we all went to the Seychelles. My dad Do was doing care? a movie there, and so as is often the way when in the old days when you did a movie, actually it wasn't a movie; it was a massive mini series for Yorkshire Television. That's what it was. That's funny, yeah. And um, and so as is the way was the way in those days, actors would often be given an apartment yeah. or you know or, or enough expenses for the day that you could pay for your family. To come and have their holiday there. So, you know, we got offered this Seychelles one holiday, and my sister Dina didn't come. Nice. And she had a boyfriend,
1: oh, right. and she didn't want to
0: leave her boyfriend, and she must have been 17, Maddie's age. Right. And I remember as a family, we couldn't get over it for years. My dad saw it as a great weakness. He saw it, he was petrified by the fact that she'd made this decision to turn down a trip of a lifetime because she didn't want to leave her boyfriend. And he was very derogatory about it really oh. and and i and i and i felt it very keenly my dad's opinion of my sister mm. and um because you can imagine it we probably would be the same with others what you don't want to come to say She are you completely he mad is. what's wrong with you um and so that kind of informed me um by osmosis in that i never said no to going anywhere because i didn't want my dad to have this opinion of me that i didn't have this sense of adventure and didn't want to you know get involved with everything. Um yeah and so that was that was that was Maddie's age but it was the right decision for her and I think that that's it's like we often say in this podcast isn't it children don't come to us, they come through us yeah. not my quote. Um and there comes a time when you have to start accepting that that it doesn't mean it's not it's it's not a comment on how they feel about you it's about you having done the right thing. In giving them a sense of independence and a sense of their own adventure. But going, tracking back a little bit, I remember when things started to become difficult going on holiday, when Izzy started to get interested in boys.
1: Yeah.
0: And so much That's more my difficult. Oldest, my oldest. Yeah, for a blended family, because of course, I would see the agony for you because that was your time that you were going to get with your daughter. Yeah. But I could also see the agony for Izzy and Fleur because they had a whole life separate from us that was about 280 days of the year that we mm. had nothing to do with. We didn't know what boys they liked or what, you know, what was going on. Or what, I mean, one big party slap bang in the middle of a holiday is enough for a child to want, you know. To want to escape that holiday, and I remember Izzy saying to us on countless holidays actually that she'd been away with her mum as well, that she'd just been destitute. I remember once when she had to go to the Highlands.
1: Do you remember? And Mm -hmm. she was
0: interested in a boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she went to Scotland. No, I mean I didn't want to sort of specify which girl it was, but I mean I do I do remember occurrences where both of the eldest girls had extraordinarily difficult holidays with both sides, whether it be with their mums or whether it be with with me and us. And, of course, in blended or stepchildren, you've got that added pressure of comparisons of holidays, and so there's a guilt element. I remember uh, Izzy talking quite keenly about the fact that she felt guilty that we would go abroad and we would do sort of, night. you know, there was this idea of nicer holidays. Uh, and, and, and that can become a pressure for children. And I think that's something that's really important for blended families mm. to remember and mm. bear in mind that a child can be with you and having a nice time and wanting to be there, but also actually dealing couldn't with kill. a very confusing emotion Aww. of feeling guilt. And I remember Izzy on a couple of occasions saying to me, I, could, I couldn't I could help but sort of experience what we were experiencing and think to myself, what would mum made of this? Aww. Or what would my, you know, this have been like being away here with my mum and dad and, and, and stuff so like really that. It's a really good
0: point, you know, even... You know me, every time we're away and we're by the sea, I always have an ache for my mum and dad because they love being by the sea so much. And and I'm a 55-year-old woman. What is that like for a child? God bless them, you know, these children that have to move between families. My heart just breaks for them. They've got no idea what's going on in their little heads and what they're trying to work out and what they're trying to how they're trying to leave all the adults feeling okay about everything but there is an
1: element to holidaying that is naturally and inherently fraught Mm. and stressful and i think there are some very obvious and very reasonable reasons for this it always revolves around adults have to book time off if you're freelance you're taking time out of earning you know, no you have lots pay. pay or holiday pay, exactly. Uh, you're having to coordinate lots of people's different social diaries. That's adults as well as children. You're then all kind of saying to each other, we're all going to be self-enclosed in however gorgeous a place it might be. We're all going to be self-enclosed and we've all got to kind of get on. And as soon as you put that sort of stipulation into any situation with family members, it's a recipe for potential difficulties Mm. because having to get on is the key thing. You do all have to get on. And And I think with a blended... There is an mm. agreement and an obligation in that transaction.
0: Mm. And I think in a blended family, having watched you with your girls it's so hard because what you're trying to do is make up for all the time that you haven't had so you want everything to be perfect Mm. you want them to be and I remember you always saying oh do you think they're all right do you think they're all right and they'd all be just slopping around and Mm. I think they're probably more all right than you can imagine because they're just slopping around doing nothing but I think you always felt that you had to give them the time of their life So it was enormously pressured for you. was enormous
1: pressure for the children too. And for the children, yeah.
0: And and for me, because I could see what you were doing and I knew I would be exactly the same if I would be you. Mm. And yet I wanted to say to you don't do it, but I kind of got where you were coming from. So yeah do um, I think that's the case even if you're not a blended family. Well, no, 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 I agree. And I think,
1: again, going back to this idea that it is an inherently sort of stressful or, or you know, pressure, it's a pressure cooker situation, even in the bed. You know, we get on, generally touch wood, we get on as a family, we all kind of like each other, we kind of make each other laugh, we can all get on each other's nerves. And so there's always that risk factor and you're always running the risk of potentially having moments where, you know, even if you're feeling a bit down or a bit, you know, you're missing something or misses, or you're worried about work or you're worried about something, like I'm often distracted with work, you are too. You know, it's how is everyone else going to read that? Because you're in, you're in microscopic close-up when you're on holiday, even if you've got separate rooms. You're, in, you're all together. You're probably all going to be getting in the car. You're all going to be going places. But I do, and also the other sort of added pressure on holiday, and I think I have really felt the burden of this over the years more so than I probably should have done, is that I do like to take on the responsibility of structuring holidays, as in how can I keep all members of the party happy? You work too hard. How can we embrace the needs and demands and desires of a 12-year-old or a 6-year-old and and a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old? How do we look after the grandmother in the group? You know, all those kind of things. Now, on one level, I love all of that. But then on another level, I hate all of that,
0: (laughs) But I think we've both done that yeah. with all the holidays that we've had since we've been together. I mean, my we've always taken away my parents or your mum. Yes. We've mostly had uh, your your daughters. So the you know the stresses of trying to make it a good holiday. I mean, holidays are a lot for us have been making sure everybody else has a really good time yeah, and then the well. way that we have a good time is seeing those people that Precisely. we love having a good time. Precisely. And so we're moving to a different place now in our lives where we can go away. We yeah. do sometimes go away. I mean, we've had this lovely holiday, but I'm also thinking about me and you getting a few days away somewhere very simple, just having yeah. a few days away in a B&B or something so that we can also just be. I mean, and I think that's the nicer thing, as they do get older is that you can't i mean they're all still asleep now, you know we could have gone off and had breakfast, we could go for a walk, we can do a so podcast, they were doing a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and so it it's getting easier our holidays are getting easier. Well, they're getting easier
1: but at the same time, I think one of the things that is a major issue for and I'm sure people listening to this uh, thinking about foreign trips, and admittedly, we're talking more generally, let's let's just put COVID to one side. COVID pre- presents all sorts of new issues, Extras, but, yeah. but let's just think about the holidaying experience. I mean, here's one sort of factor and detail that I think probably is only going to get worse in a post-COVID or, or in, a, in a COVID world. The cost of taking a family anywhere is quite prohibitively expensive. I mean, you know, it costs a lot of money. If you want to get on a plane and go somewhere, as we've discovered, unless you're under the age of, what is it, six seconds, Mm -hmm. you have to pay virtually an adult price for a child on a plane, you know. And all of these things are kind of as they should be. You know, we don't want people, you don't want it any cheaper. You don't want people running around being able to, you know, you've got climate change and all that kind of stuff. But the costs of, say, for example, us saying, oh, let's all go to New York for the week. It's an enormous, enormous amount of money. We should
0: just go to... Spain. I mean, it doesn't matter where, 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 where where, where where whatever your normal place would have, whatever your normal holiday would have been, even oh, even caravanning, even camping. Everything is so much more expensive. I mean, we're in Cornwall now, yeah. and we we ma- have noticed the massive hike yeah. in eating out and stuff yeah. like that. Very expensive. Yeah, even
1: though we managed to get a really remarkable deal on the property we're in because it was so last, last minute. minute. But you're right; the general cost of everything. So the co- you know the cost of going on holiday isn't just the cost of mm. getting there. It's the cost of feeding everyone. It's the cost of transport when you're there. Obviously, I'm the I'm the allotted driver. So there's petrol. There's all those kind of things. There's all of those elements.
0: And because of that, because of the enormous financial outlay, there is even more pressure, pressure for everybody exactly, to have a good time. Exactly. I mean, I came down this morning, and the first thing Mark said to me, "Do you think everything's been worth it? The money, boys? Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, no. yeah." Well, I do, actually, like I, do do. Little, I do like to do a little audit. I do like to do a little. I don't think it's
1: about being po-faced or miserable. No, you no, know, about... And neither
0: is it about being profligate. It's about getting somewhere in between, isn't yeah. it? Where you think actually, for me, what's been so lovely about this holiday is is us all. Ha- we're all still together. But we're all having a bit of breathing space yes. from each other as well, yeah. which I think everybody post-lockdown needs a bit of. But, um, but
1: getting to the crunch of whether... Because I think what really interests me about this conversation is at what point should we let our children either not come on holiday with us or should, they, should our children stop expecting to come on holiday with us? These are two very distinct mm-hmm. things. Because you could have one child that knows they're onto a bit of a meal ticket after a certain age, which is like, I'm going to keep going with my parents because my parents are, can afford this, and I'm sure there are many families the length and breadth of the country who sometimes one partner or part of it wishes, thinks, or feels that there's some element of a, of a teenager that's older than 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 they should, you know, they should know better. Is probably earning their own money too, or has the ability to pay for their own truck, Who's coming along as a bit of a freeloader, then makes no contribution and just sits there in I- the sun. I think that well, I, I think there's that possibility. So I think a lot of people feel that they have to take their children mm. over a certain age when they yeah. they perhaps. Yeah, it's have very a easy choice. to just talk about the kids that
0: don't want yeah. to come. But some, I mean, somebody contacted me on Instagram today. I put out a post. Thank you everybody that contacted us, just asking what what they thought of this topic today. And one woman said. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just so glad that I don't have to take them away this yeah, year because yeah. they don't want to come. I mean, we're always coming from a place that we want our kids to come, but we have to. Well, exactly,
1: exactly. And that, and that is an assumption. I was just, I was thinking it's a really important distinction just because we, I mean, I, I'm sitting here or every holiday I go on, I'm always thinking about which of my girls isn't there and how nice it would be if they were mm. there and, and wouldn't it be lovely. But at the same time, there are lots of people for whom it is a mainly because it's such a huge financial hit. It's a huge commitment. It's sometimes Times people's only break in the year. And if you've got a moody teenager, you know, messing around, it can now that line ruining it. And I don't want to sort of break the confidences of any of the any of the girls, my eldest girls, but they have had that said to them when they were at a certain point in their teenage mm. years, it was said to them, you ruined that holiday. And I'm curious, I think we should interrogate that. What does that mean? Who can a child really ruin a holiday? Um, and if they do, should you punish them with them not coming and all that kind of stuff? You know. And, and when when I when I was told this story by one of my oldest girls, I was sort of I remember thinking being shocked. And then if I was really honest, I remember interrogating some of the holidays we've been on, and I would think to myself, God, actually, the only element in that that wasn't particularly pleasant was the mood of a teenager in it. Mm. But
0: I w- personally. I would never say to a child, you've ruined a holiday. Mm. I would never say there was somebody passed us by yesterday actually, down on Kindness came and said, You've ruined the whole day. And I looked at this teenager and she looked like a perfectly sweet girl. And I thought, I wonder what was going on in your head today? How much were you missing your uh, it's very it's it's quite stressful for teenagers, and I know some people will think this is a bit lily livered. But I, I, don't. I just genuinely don't think so. I, I don't see them as a different species. I see them as just younger adults um, struggling with a lot of stuff that's going on. And if we think about ourselves as adults, and 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 us being on holiday we all struggle with all this stuff you know a lot of the stuff that's worrying us back at home crashes into our mm. heads there can be all sorts of stuff going on social media that they're missing out on uh, a boy that they thought they liked might be getting in contact and I don't know saying something unpleasant or they've gone off with somebody else and and they don't share all this stuff yes. so a, a, a moody teenager maybe a teenager that's going through some stuff and he's actually finding it quite stressful to be on holiday now that said, willful bad behaviour isn't right. And I would never have done this with my stepdaughters because I was their friend. I wasn't their mum. But with our girls, if they were, you know, if they, if we, we had a whole day where mm. they were moody, really miserable. I would take them to one side, not as like I'm taking you off to have a, a, a tell you off, but I would just go, you know. You know, just, I noticed you seemed really down today. Now, that's okay, but it's not okay if it's affecting everybody else. So if you don't feel like being with everybody tomorrow, just give us the shout and you can stay at home, you can stay on your phone, you can do this, you can do that. But we'd love you to be with us, but just be mindful of how that's affecting other people. Because I do think you have to hold them responsible in some way, but I would not ever do. You're ruining the holiday. You've You've made us all miserable.
1: It's an enormous burden to put on a, on, on anyone. I mean, you know, if, if either one of us said to the other, I mean, we've had rows in the past on holidays, and we have said, oh, you've made the holiday this, that or the other. You know, it's an enormously horrible, burdensome thing. And, you know... I don't think you
0: necessarily get better behaviour out at the end of it either. No,
1: no, 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 true. Um, and, you know, holidays are all about memories, aren't they? And I think that's the other part of pressure around holidays. Mm. Is holidays are... Ad- I mean, the classic, and we're going through this at the moment with the girls, is wanting to take, you know, the family photograph, the holiday photograph. I mean, never has been taking for holiday photographs been more difficult than... We haven't got one photo all got one altogether. Because the teenagers, you know, they cover their faces, they don't feel they look right, they've got this issue, their hair's this colour. they you know, yeah. Now, you know, I've actually found that
0: a very difficult part of this holiday. It's the only thing that I found really difficult.
1: Oh, no, no, I'm not. I, found it difficult. I found it really depressing. Yeah. I found it really depressing because, of course, we're a very photographic. I'm not talking about social media even. I'm just talking about being able to take photos Oh, absolutely. Of we've, we've said to the girls. giving them total control and permission to delete what they don't yeah. like, have what they want, go with what they And there's an absolute delight You will not interest. have
0: one photo. No, not one room. image,
1: not one image. And, and you, know, you know, these little kind of totem, totemic things, these little, that you know, they're the little sort of, you know, forget all the trinkets that you buy at pointless little gift stores, and the you know all of that. The memory, you know, these are the sort of lasting memories. That then the irony of this is, in another five, six, seven, eight years, they'll be like, "Can we look at the photos?" And there won't be any. Well,
0: well that's what Sally. That's what Sally said to Kiki. She She's, "We're going to regret not having any photos <laughs> of this, this Kiki's friend that's um,
1: on holiday with us." So, does that? Do you think there's a point at which we should or shouldn't invite our children on holiday with us?
0: Well, the last few holidays that we've been on, Maddie hasn't come. Mm. And you found that more difficult than I have. I find um, it really difficult. I, I fully accept it because I would prefer that than to have a moody teenager. That's unhappy because you're taking them away for your needs and not for their no, needs. No, 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 I get that. But what's been so wonderful is this holiday she's come with us and it's been just I've loved every second that I've spent with her. I've been so happy to have time with yeah, her. Yeah, but we've had
1: to entice her by saying she can bring her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but that's working I mean, I mean, with the
0: fact that she's becoming yeah, an independent person it's nice of ours. to roll
1: with it, but of course there are concomitant problems with that. You need to get bigger property. If you're going abroad, you'd have to pay more. You know, in terms of the solutions, you know, trying to find ways to kind of inveigle your children to get into coming abroad with you. It's you know there's a strategy there, and I, I think the interesting thing you just said there. I struggled with it a lot more, and I have struggled with it a lot more over the years, with the girls coming or not coming. And this might be someone might shoot me down for being a bit sexist with this, but but dads generally do. A lot of more fun things and stupid things. I mean, I certainly we yeah. certainly have in our family. So a huge part of what I do on my holiday is throwing the girls around, being silly, you know, just being stupid, all that kind of stuff, horseplay and what have you. And so I have had those 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 step off points on some of our holidays where I thought, oh my god, I'm not needed to do that. And on this holiday, I got into the pool. No one needed me because they were all self sufficient. Kiki had a friend. Maddie had a boyfriend and I had to get out of the pool. And you're right, I think a part of the experience of being on holiday and why we want our children there is as much about keeping... I've found keeping me distracted. I think mums are in for the kind of, let's sit back, let's relax, let's not do this, let's just lie on the, on the sun lounger. And some dads, a lot of dads, I'm one of them, is just a big kid and wants to carry on the playfulness and the silliness and the stupidity. Oh, but they would
0: love it if you played. I mean, mm-hmm. we played yeah, well, like we crazy do, last night. Well, what I'm they saying
1: is it's interesting that I do feel the potential loss of them on a holiday more keenly than you.
0: But I think it's like so much of what happens when your children grow up, it is a period of adjustment, and I think it's OK to say, this is a bit of a struggle, this is really different, and I miss that. I think it's really important that those feelings are validated, and I can see that, that is a that is a shift.
1: Well, because I, I, I feel really sad that, I mean, you know, when I look at, say, Izzy and Fleur, I, I sit there quite seriously thinking I probably might go on holiday with them again. And I find that a sad thing, even though they're adults
0: we rent a nice big house in the Cotswolds, you watch, they'll come. (laughs) Or if we get a couple of caravans or a nice big tent and you, you give them the offer, you'd be surprised, I think. Um, Emma Gaston, 68, says, Wi-Fi is essential, otherwise they won't come on holiday with us, plus buying them extra data. This is a huge thing, isn't it? Wi-Fi. When I hear people say... Or we take them away to the middle of nowhere where there's no television and no Wi Fi and I think, well, I think are there, you
1: mad? Well, there are a lot of parents who think that's a really nice thing, and you've got to understand in this modern age it just isn't. I mean, I'm sensitive enough to that. Maybe it's because our work is so dependent on tech as well. I would never think we were doing our kids a favor if we said to them we're going to somewhere where there's absolutely no signal of any form. I know that we wouldn't be doing them a favor. We would be cutting them off from the real world. Now you can either bemoan that fact, get upset about that fact, start threading and making your own sandals to walk out around it but they ain't gonna thank you for it
0: but but some people's kids would i mean we've got to have respect for the different ways that people do it but we just aren't brave enough (laughs) enough.
1: (laughs) as i'm saying i was just about to get to the 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 other side of that is that perhaps that's the point maybe we absolutely should because only by showing them that there is another way do you get them ever to think that there's another way to living life other than through their bloody phones I I
0: don't want to take my only week's holiday with children that just are miserable about work.
1: We learned about this the really hard way. And I don't know if you remember, we had a particular trip where we were in the US and uh, one of our children's phones uh, was used and the phone bill was just staggering, staggering. So you can get burnt. You can get really, really burnt technologically.
0: Another one of our followers here says, my son is 14 and has made it very clear he doesn't want to go on holiday with me. I'm a single mum.
1: Oh, that's tough. Well, that's single parents, that's really tough. Because really you have the ability tough. to kind of, you know, share the burden, share the responsibility when you're feeling a bit. The terrible thing with when a single parent, and I I'm, I'm can only talk about this from those weekend access years of my life, mm. is that when you are having your genuine, genuinely tough time and you're on your own, you've got no one else to turn to. It's not mm. like you can just go, I need to put my feet up for a second. Your child's looking to you all the oh, time. Oh, I think it
0: must be so hard as single so parent. Because you've be got to so keep... Because, I mean, you know, you, as you said, you were so great at taking um, the kids in and out of the pool and all of yeah, that, and it was yeah. so nice for me. God knows what it's like when you don't have someone to. Yeah. And, to I, I and also to share the joy. To, yeah. Oh, look at the little face in the pool, all of that. So, hey, to all you single parents out there, one big, huge yeah. hug. You're amazing for what you do. Because well, it's a huge hug, and also just, just thinking
1: about the details of that dilemma. So you've got a 14-year-old. You can't exactly go away on your own. Who do you go away with if you're on your own as a single parent? You can't leave your child back at base yeah. without childcare. So what would you end up doing? I'm trying to think, if I was in that position, I would probably end up not booking a holiday. I know. And that's the tragedy oh, of
0: it. Oh, my heart goes out to you. Uh, I'm not going to read out people's names because I don't know if, any, if if anyone wanted to be anonymous. So another one here. This is really sad. The pandemic has taken our lo- our last holiday with our son soon to be 18, we feel devastated. Taking it, what do you mean? Because they had to cancel, so they obviously had a holiday booked.
1: Oh, right. Oh, that is sad. That is really sad. But I'm sure, I'm sure you, you know, hopefully out the other side, I'm sure you might be able to find... Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about it is, is because it's your last... Why was it going to be your last holiday? Because they were 18. Mm-hmm. I think one just has to kind of get out of this thinking of, you know... I mean, I never went on holiday with my mum, so I never saw it as something I was moving away from. I just saw myself at the age of 17 or 16, and 17 and 18. And it was the first time I went abroad at 16. I just thought, I'm now going to start going on holiday. You know, mm-hmm. and it might it might be that you can delay it until his 19th birthday.
0: mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I carried on going on holiday with my parents for years. And then, of course, we took my parents away and we'd taken your mum away. So I think my parents were very good at transitioning from being parents, and my mum was very strict when she brought us up, to suddenly just being our friends. Mm. And it was just really good fun and we could just hang out with her and she wasn't telling us what to do and it was just a really good transition and I think we'll probably be this those... Well, we'll, well we are those kind of parents. Um, oh, uh, my girls are 16 and 14. This is another I,
1: letter, by the way. Yeah,
0: my girls are 16 and 14 and I love our family of four holidays. I'm dreading the day they say no to coming yeah.
1: away with us. Yeah. Should you ever force a child to come away over the age of 14?
0: Y- yes, I think, yes. I wouldn't leave a child at 14. Well, I, I
1: don't mean you leave them on their own. You leave them with other members of the family. I mean, I, should you force if, if Kiki at the force. age of 15... Well, OK, let me qualify. No. If, if Kiki at the age of 15 says, no, I really don't want to go away with you to Cornwall, uh, but we want to go away to Cornwall, what do we do? How do we manage it?
0: If she said, I really don't want to go away, I would try and encourage her by saying she could bring a friend. Right. And then if she really, really didn't want to, I would try and find out all the different things that she might like if we went away, like what could we possibly...
1: What if it's a great big party that she just... Her and her no, and no, friends no, no. ...that I, she can't miss?
0: Um, I would probably say she could stay with a friend.
1: So she would be allowed not to come to 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 the
0: But I mean yeah. what we do do now is we say we want to put this holiday in this week. Have any of you got any big things going yeah, on? you
1: just deal with them like mini adults, don't yeah. you? You check your diaries, you check your schedules.
0: Yeah. Um oh, this is interesting. I hated my teenage holidays with my family. I was an only child and back then no portable internet. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: I mean, I do remember going on one or two camping holidays with my mum in my in my mid-teens. And I remember just, I mean, some, but again, it's that funny thing, isn't it? I was on the, this will interest you, Nadia, because you always yeah. talk about this. I was on a camping trip one summer. It was the most miserable camping trip I've ever been on with a yeah. partner of my mum's that I couldn't stand. And I had a mattress in the back of a transit van and that was where I slept with the yeah. dogs It was the summer I read all of Lord of the Rings and truly discovered the joy of imagination. There you go, you see. So holidays are a place of where boredom can be harnessed, potentially. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're being really
0: benignly neglectful by saying yeah we would let them not yeah. come on a holiday if yeah. they don't because maybe we're thinking too much that we want a nice holiday and maybe part of having a holiday is putting up with a moody teenager and all that comes with that because
1: I am feeling a little even on this holiday the burden of responsibility of how many more times can I say to four youngsters whether they be 17 18 12 and 13 yeah we're gonna go and look at another bay what's what's what are we doing are oh, we going to another beach because We see the distinction and difference in these beaches and we see how beautiful they are. But with all the will in the world, if you took me back to when I was 17 or 18, I ain't going to see much difference between one cove and another cove. It's a cove.
0: Another one here. Depends how old they are, I guess, but I'd be heartbroken if they didn't want to. I'd make them. Uh Ah, yeah.
1: Uh huh.
0: My eldest is 14. We are making him come, but we don't make him do everything once we're there. I think that's a good distinction, actually. Um. I, I certainly know with my family when I was younger and a bit moody, we had to go on everything. We had to go with them to everything. And I think that's a really good compromise. Come, but if there's something that you really hate, honestly, you can stay at home chatting to your friends and doing whatever. Yeah. Do you agree? We're kind of like that, aren't we? You can come, but you don't have to do everything. We make a yes. real point of saying absolutely. Yeah. And we have Maddie and her boyfriend with us. Um, on this holiday, and yesterday we were all going off to a cove that we knew was going to be lovely, but I was just picking up that they were maybe thinking they didn't want to come, and I said, so I asked them, and they were doing that thing where they go, oh, well, you know, we don't know. I said, listen, text me. Take, have a chat between the two of you and then text me because yeah. the last thing I wanted was us to drag them saying oh my god it's so wonderful it's so lovely come and then they, they weren't
1: in yeah, that at the same system. time I, could, I I saw a little bit of resistance from the younger kids and then of course when we got there it's that thing they is they sometimes you need to know what they're going to or you might not know that they're going to have a great time we got there you know they, did, they hadn't brought the boogie boards, they hadn't had got their swimwear on, they couldn't mm. maxima- have a maximum fun time. But what we did manage to do yesterday when we took them to that cove was they've done a recce, they know they want to go back, they know they want to have a laugh. So I do think it's a, such a fine art, isn't it, between encouraging, forcing, and, and allowing them to stay back. I suppose later teenagers, years, 17, 16, 17, 18, 19, you do have to allow them the freedom to make their own choices as long as it's safe for them to stay wherever it is they're mm. staying.
0: Positives to going away with your teens, says one of our followers. Quality time away from technology to work and everyday life. See the fun side of mum and dad. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we had a bit
1: of that last night. Yeah.
0: Um, Another one here. I know Trala Lafour doesn't mind me mentioning her. Uh, You quite like it, don't you, Trala Lafour? I've made our teens promise us a week's holiday every year bribe that partners can come to <laughs> uh, well, there you go
1: i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's like i said it earlier i didn't mean it in a sort of negative it's like yes you can get the kids to come you just have to be clever and if it, if it is prohibitively expensive then maybe think of a way that you know you were gonna it was a fixed cost to get say that caravan or that villa or that apartment or whatever and if you know that everyone can fit in then in a sense it's only the it's only the cost of traveling them there isn't it Yeah, exactly. And I do think cost is a major part of it. I do think the sense of cost is a major part of it. Is there a point at which you should charge your children... To come on holiday with you, that they should contribute. So, for example, if I if I knew I was doing a big trip with Izzy now that she's in her mid twenties, and it was quite an expensive trip, and we you know we, we we had to really really consider whether we could afford it. You know, should I say to her, look, you know, chip in your amount? You know, pay I think it it's quite
0: hard, isn't it? Because if you're going on something, yeah, I think you could never say you've got to split it because anything that we would be going on might be, you know, <laughs> we've worked way. hard for We're a lot of years, years. yeah. 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 They're not going to be able to afford it, but I think it's good for them to 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 have something to pay for. So maybe you say, "Oh, you buy a, a dinner out." Mm. You know, if we're going mm. on ten dinners out, you buy mm. one dinner out or, or something. Yeah. But um, but we can afford that. But if we got to a point where we couldn't afford it, we would go on a cheaper holiday and say. But I mean, if I'm honest, I just want the girls to come away with this. So I'd probably just bribe them and say you don't have
1: time for anything. Well, no, I've got, I've got <laughs> visions of them coming in the future with 18 friends because oh, that, that well, might be the only way would to be do very it. Huh? That
0: would be a very different thing. <laughs> uh, mine were 19 and 17 when I left them alone to go away. It was heaven. I'd waited years <laughs> for.
1: <laughs> well, there is that side. I here. love that. But I suppose if you're if you're wanting that time on your own, you can quite affordably have a separate sort of holiday, can't you?
0: What do you think about this? I don't have children, but if I did, I would leave them at home. They would be too annoying.
1: <laughs> very, very simple. I, I think maybe someone who hasn't had kids could say that.
0: Yeah. I always give this another one. I always give my 17-year-old the choice to come or not. Don't feel it's right to force them. I don't think it is once you get to 17. I don't think you can force them no, I don't 17. think you can,
1: no. Yeah. No. Which is why you go for bribing.
0: Oh, our daughter is 18 and loves to come away with us. We keep thinking this year will be the last, but then she comes again. Oh. oh, I love that. Yeah. Lots of great comments. And don't get me
1: wrong. When I sit here saying I'd love all my daughters to be away with us all the time, that presupposes it's always going to be easy. It ain't going to be, be easy. easy. I mean, no one's easy. Just because they're your children doesn't make them easy travel companions. Yeah. And there's also, don't forget, there's that other type of travelling, and we've done it a few times, where you're not just going to, you know, we're talking about holidays where you just go to a hotel or you just go to one location and then do all your stuff around that. Of course, there's a lot of people who go on sort of travelling holidays. And I think... You know, I do think that the kind of holiday that some friends of yours or ours have done, where they sort of take their children to Vietnam and stuff like that, you know, if you offer that as too much of a choice to kids, a lot of kids will say no, not really knowing what they're saying no to. Yeah. And I think as an adult, if you're well-travelled yourself, or for example, me, you know, if I, if I, you know, I want to take us on a drive across America, I know how great that would be. It might seem like three weeks away from everything, but I certainly know how to confidently make sure that that would be very stimulating, very exciting, and very enjoyable. Um, I would probably lean heavily on my children to to make sure they did build the space in their diary to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think, you know, there are a lot of people who backpack and travel around who like to sort of move from, you know, through through countries. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very different type of sort of experience that I Mm -hmm. think, in a weird way, I would almost argue is a crucial part of the human experience. And if you can do that, do Mm -hmm. do it at some point with Mm -hmm. your kids. Mm. You know, rather than just always going to a five-star hotel or a three-star hotel or a whatever-star hotel because it's what you do. Maybe think about how you can mix it up a bit.
0: Well, that's why it's been really good for us going camping or squishing yeah. into one yeah. tent and then yeah. going caravanning and all the different kinds of experiences. Yeah. I think
1: we've done a good job of not spoiling our kids because we have been able to afford to go to really nice places. But, you know, the girls for a couple of years back there, the girls loved it when you were away doing girly weeks and what have you, and I just, just going and sitting in a tent in mm-hmm. the new forest, mm-hmm. there was no heirs and graces to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They had no sort of sense of being spoiled mm. or just wanting luxury. They're very good. They yeah. don't
0: ask for anything. They're very mm-hmm. undemanding, really. very undemanding. Um, I think we should just say a little something about being away at... Um, just after lockdown has lifted, because I know quite a few, well, a lot of people have been asking me on Instagram how's it been? Yeah. And a lot of people are saying things like they want to come away, but their partner is too nervous. Right. So what I would say is with our experience, is that we all know so much now about social distancing, don't we? Yeah. And everywhere that we've been, every establishment seems to be sticking to things very you know in a very well, very strict they way but they do
1: seem to be very different rules for very different places
0: yeah and I think if you just come away with what you think works for you i think you will be able to yeah. enact it yeah. so you know every you know like every coastal pathway we've walked along people stop and they wait don't they and there's there's just there is an understanding there we've is. found anyway there is. we have found.
1: Um, But there are still crowds and it's still busy. And I do think at the margins there is a an absolute fervent desire in most people to just want to be able to get on and get free and get and do stuff. I think most establishments that are geared or businesses that are geared towards tourism are taking their responsibilities incredibly seriously seriously. and incredibly uh, comprehensively. I do think that, and this isn't a criticism of any of these establishments, but there is a knock on effect to the financial hit we've all had. And a lot of these businesses, sadly, are having to charge a little bit more or give a little bit less for the same price. And that is them trying to recoup their losses. Um, I think you have to be tolerant that even if you're staycationing this year, you are going to you're going to feel the pinch a little bit somewhere because everyone is trying to make up for lost earnings. Mm. Um, So that's one part of it, I would say in terms of feeling I, I still at this stage would feel extraordinarily nervous about going abroad with yeah, the unknowability around local mm. I, just I keep hearing news of, of people on the Costa del Sol, you know, huge package holiday sort of trips with lots of English tourists going there. Beaches being closed be down, lockdowns happening, hotels being closed. People getting to hotels and them being closed. I don't think at the moment we are yet clear enough of the of the crisis, if mm. you like, to know that by going abroad you're not about to potentially inflict an enormous hidden cost somewhere yeah, because you yeah. have to rehouse yourself or, or yeah. transport yourself or whatever. Yeah. So I wouldn't feel at all. Yeah, in
0: my about opinion, that. I wouldn't either. I mean, I know lots of my friends are going away and they feel really cool about it, and I and I, and I get it, but I just think that I wouldn't be ready for. No. But I think a staycation. Is okay, well, I And you, I think it also really is helping our economy, which is huge Yeah, hugely there
1: important. Is that, there is that side of it. But also I do think it's okay if you're probably just looking after yourself. I think if you were going away with your girlfriend somewhere and you knew that you were going to take, you had to only sort yourself up. But I think for family, we're talking about with families, I think it could be, I mean, you know, we've been in many situations where just tra- normal travel can be very stressful with mm. children if a flight's cancelled or anything yeah. like that. Add into that COVID, add into that. I mean, COVID. imagine your flight's cancelled yeah.
0: and then you've got to hang around in an airport and then you've got kids. So for us it, it's worked with the staycation. I know lots of you are still going abroad and you're cool with it. But I would say if you've got a really nervous partner, yeah. think about a staycation. It's worked for us.
1: Yeah. There you
0: go. Yeah so oh, we've had we're, we're, having we're
1: having I think we're having to is that the girls outside where are we going, Dad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but just a little end to this we 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 were a bit nervous about this holiday. Maddie's brought it's the first time that they've brought a friend each Maddie's brought her boyfriend. Kiki's bought a friend and it couldn't have worked better it's been an amazing holiday we've laughed like drains we've listened to lots of music Mm. we've danced we've hung out and it's been really really nice I have to say I was anxious about it but it's really I think that's a
1: really important thing to say is that you know remember if you're coming on holiday with your kids even your kids are humans just have a little leeway for the needs desires and wants of everyone kids love a bit of music being played you might be paying for your holiday but don't be sort of like a bar humbug and say no no Music here. I tell you what, whenever we drive around, we have there are many times I really on these lanes I don't want music blaring out of the car, but it's the payoff. I know that it means the kids will want to go from A to B because they've got the music playing really loud.
0: Yeah, we let them play their music. And and through that you do bond with them a bit more because they love you they love to bring something to you that they think you won't like. I'm like, oh I've been listening to every kind of (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but actually, I've yeah, genuinely loved it. Yeah, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. And I've thought, God, I don't ever let myself listen to music. So that I, I, would, I would be my big, big tip. I'd like to play
1: some of my music every now and then. Next really time, nice. next really time,
0: nice. next journey, yeah. you're playing your music. Just a little bit, just one or two. Maddy's played hers, time. Kiki's played mm-hmm. hers. You're next. and you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. ta <laughs>